you doing, Boo? We got a guest, Warchie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You guys are hanging out in the great metropolis of Emporia, Kansas these days. What do you call the event? What do you call the class? The Grand Masters. Grand Masters. The Grand Poobahs. I've got two of the Grand Poobahs at the Grand Masters here. Oh, oh, what? There's only one Grand Master at this deal, and it ain't me and Bo. It's the guy teaching the class. (laughs) We're just students. (laughs) Okay. Well, you see your Grand Poobahs in, in my book, okay? All right, you're a book. Yes, we can live with that. This guy, we're getting, we're being so welcome. Well, I guess we better welcome Bo Compton. Welcome to the show, Bo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. TCA Silversmith. What else are you? I used to be able to say He's I was the newest member, but they are... took that over, so I can't say that anymore. You are the youngest, though. I, yeah, I'm still much, the youngest. Not by much. My birthday is Saturday. I'll be 48. I'm on the downhill slide to 50. <laughs> well, we won't talk about age it's here. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about age because Schwartz is real sensitive. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Thin skin. Don't want to make him cry. No. Hey, I got to tell you, though, I'm as you know, I, I keep in pretty good shape. And uh, I beat my 20-year-old daughter in a foot race. Oh, there you go. That's cool. (laughs) It was her idea. There you go. Moving her into the dormitories, and she says, race you to the dorm, Dad. Oh, okay. Flat-footed start. Didn't beat her by much, but I did. (laughs) That's awesome. I challenged I challenged Zane a couple of years ago to a foot race, and Marlo's like, "Don't do that! Don't do that! I shouldn't have done that." Yes, <laughs> like did you the, hurt? I something? looked like the old dad. No, but he blew me with my doors off. <laughs> well, that ship sailed. Mm. <laughs> no, for sure. No more of that. You don't. You don't challenge him in the roping pin either, do you? No. No, he's oh. surpassed me there as well. It's all good. Well, he probably it's ropes all every it's day, all day, and you don't. No, yeah, he ropes all day, every day. It's what he loves to do, rides horses every day, and I'm proud of him. He works hard. Well, you, Both kids work you hard. You want to tell the world about they your family? Well, tell the world about your family, Bo. Where do you live? Well, we what do you do? We live in Tombstone, Arizona, and uh, we live on the in-laws ranch in a little place. And uh, got my wife, Marlo, and we got two kids, Zane, who's 17, and Macy, who's 13. So I got two teenagers, and both will be in high school next year. Zane will be a senior, and Macy will be a freshman. It's going, things are going fast. It's going way too fast for my taste. We have a few cows. Brag on them a little bit. My father-in-law out quite a bit. And brag. brag on my kids. Well, yeah. both of them made uh, made junior high. One of them made junior high nationals this year in Perry, Georgia. That was in June, and Zane made the high school finals in the team roping, and we went to Gillette, Wyoming in July, right in the middle of TCA season. So, <laughs> no they both did. They both roped well. Yeah, there was no pressure whatsoever. I worked in the trailer while I was there on 
two projects, but you know, you had to do what you had to do. So don't want to miss a second with the kiddos. You know, time short. I can't believe Zane's a no. senior already, but he is. But they both roped really well. well. Proud of them. It was fun. Fun times. That's cool. That's way cool. Yeah. Well, it's been fun keeping up with them. Uh, you post stuff on Facebook and whatnot and keeping up with how the kids are doing. That's awesome. But you you come from a, a line of rodeo families. Both Marlowe's and yours, right? Yeah. So uh, my dad rodeoed professional for a lot of years, rode calves and rode Bronx. And uh, my mom ran barrels and they both worked. My dad put the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame together, I think, in 1977-ish and, and uh, put that all together. And my mom worked for the PRCA in the media department for, gosh, 35 plus years. So... Hmm been around it been Colorado pretty deeply involved yeah in Colorado I grew up in Colorado just north mm-hmm. of Colorado Springs and Black Forest area and just grew up my grandpa had a little ranch ran a few cows and just grew up roping that was the main so I didn't deal know your and dad then... was part of the... go ahead I didn't know your dad was part of the Cowboy Hall of Fame or, I mean, put that together. That's cool. Yeah. Pro I mean, Rodeo not the Cowboy Fame. Hall of Fame, the, the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Yeah. He put that all together and he said it was one of the greatest highlights of his life, getting to travel around to visit all the old world champions and collect their stuff. And said it was pretty neat. Got to go all over the country to do that. So, yeah, big cool. time. Cool. So, grew up roaming the halls at the PRCA. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then Marlo's dad, he uh, he team roped and tripped steers and went to the NFR in 1980. So, ranched in Tombstone all of his life, grew up there on the same ranch, and they had family that homesteaded there in the late 1800s, so they've been there. I think our kids are seventh generation, I think, sixth or seventh, that have been on that ranch and ranched in Tombstone. Wow. So, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. So, and actually, this is a great story. So, Marlo's mom and my dad grew up together and went to a one-room schoolhouse in Wetmore, Colorado. And Marlo's grandpa taught my dad how to rope when he was a wee little boy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of neat history there. Yeah. My My dad's dad died when he was like seven. So... George Draper was kind of his his dad figure and taught him to rope and rodeo and all that. So pretty pretty neat. That is cool. Me ding. Yeah. In all that business. Yeah. So yeah, so Silversmithing. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, I was just oh, going to say I was, I was just going to pivot to silver but you you're not done with the family story so you need to finish that (laughs) no i was just i was just best friends with marlo's cousin and they came up to gillette to the high school finals in 95 and that's how we met so then the rest was history on that deal so happily ever after happily ever after yeah (laughs) there might have been some stress uh carrie with 
me and Bo leaving the home fronts for two weeks. Um, neither one of the brides <laughs> are real happy to take over the everyday chores that we left. <laughs> well, Not they, really. They don't listen to this, right? Yeah, they don't listen. Oh. <laughs> no. No, Marlo's say just nothing been listening but... to every podcast here lately, <laughs> catching up. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might be in trouble. The downloads are going up, Schwartzy. We're getting rich. Marlo's <laughs> listening. <laughs> silversmithing. Talk about your silversmithing. Well, so the way I got started with that, we were dating probably a couple of years, and we were talking one day, and I think I'd been going to school for a year, and she's like, what are you interested in doing? And I'm like, heck, I don't know. Figured I'd probably shoe horses or something, but I said, man, I'd love to make bits and spurs. And she goes, well, my dad knows this guy. You want me to see if he'll ask him and see if you can come over? And I said, heck, yeah. And I don't know it. I'm sure we were. I was just dreaming stuff up at the time. Um, But sure enough, she went and. She went and hit her, her dad, Fred, went and hit him up and he let me come over and I got to hang out with him for about three years before he passed away. Just off and on, he let me come and go, never charged me for any time. And shoot, I was in college and ate up with the team roping and wanted to rope and stuff. And I didn't spend near enough time. His name was Vic Vasquez. And, uh, just a great, just a great guy. We hit it off from the start, and he was one of those guys. When you walked through his doorway, he kind of decided if he liked you or not. And uh, mm-hmm. he said, "Well, I remember the, I went over there the first day, and he's looking at at me at the corner of his eye, and he said, well, what do you want to learn?' And I said, "Well, I wouldn't mind learning bits and spurts.' And he's like, "Start with the silver first, and then you can branch out from there.'" And I said, "Yes, sir. Whatever you want to do." Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. And uh, from that moment on, we hit it off and we're great friends. So I think mm-hmm. that was 97 and he passed away in 2000. But just a, just a great man. He built bits and spurs, saddles. He did all of it and was a wonderful craftsman. He did all of it very well. So it, it, it was a fun time. Fun time in my life for sure. He was close there in Tombstone? Yeah, he was just about 45 minutes from the ranch. So, yeah, it worked out really well. Worked out really well. And when he passed away, his wife said, well, we had talked about it and we were going to, we're going to give you first shot at his, his shop. And if you want it, it's yours. So he was a machinist. He had all kinds of dyes. I, I had a full shop set up right from the beginning. Pretty blessed. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and still use most of every all his benches he built. I still use them today. Dies, use them every day. So pretty cool that I got to carry that on. Yeah, that's cool. But you never did get into the bits and spurs, or did you make a few back then? Oh, I made a few, and I made a couple with him. And uh, well. After he passed away, I I probably spent five years. I didn't know anybody else to talk to. And uh, then a buddy of mine was living in Midland roping and, and got to meet Wilson. And I think that was about 96. And he said, I just started out full time, had a job I hated. And 
I came home one day, I was working for the railroad in Tucson and Marlo, I came home and I told Marlo, I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. And she's like, I can't do this anymore. Cause when you're home, you're miserable. And she said, well, why don't you give your silver work a full, a go full time. So I had started, didn't have a clue what I was doing. Didn't still didn't really have anybody to talk to. And so my buddy Brett was living in Midland roping and he said, Hey, there's a pretty good bit in sperm maker down here. You want me to see if you can come down? And I said, hell yes, please let me come down. <laughs> so I called Wilson up and he was cordial enough. And I got, I went down for three, four days and hung out with Wilson thinking I was going to be a bit in sperm maker. And, uh, mm-hmm. Wilson gave me his time and I went home and was getting to work and I'm like, man, I don't really like the steel work. I think I just want to do silver work and engrave. And I was really scared to call him up. I thought he was going to chew my butt, but I got the nerve up to tell him, I just want to be a silversmith, I think. And he said, hell yeah, how Wilson does. Go on with it. There's not very many pure silversmiths out there. And shoot, from that day on, I didn't know who Wilson Capron was or the TCA before I went down there, but I think sure knew after I got home. So for about so five years, what that, year was, was that? that was my goal. That would have been 1996, at the end of 96 or the beginning of 97. No, not that you met me. No, no, no. Sorry. 2007 is when I went to Wilson's. Sorry. Yeah. I started silver okay. work in 97. Yeah, because you... So it was, it was 2000, okay. 2007-ish. Yeah. yeah. So you were in the association. You were in... You're a class of 2004, right, Willie? Mm-hmm. So you were had it going and, and stuff, so... And yep. you became a fellowship recipient, one of our first fellowship recipients, right? Yeah, 2015 is when I had the fellowship. Yeah. And then got in. Y'all turned me down the first time I applied, broke my heart, but I did come back and <laughs> got in in 2016. <laughs> and my first show was 17. <laughs> well, and to be fair on yourself, good grief, you applied the year that you were in the fellowship, right? Yeah, I did. And I took a lot on. Yeah, and you warned like, me. You warned me against it, but I didn't listen. I tried to keep you from it. You did. No, and then, and then after, after, so then, well, well, then it all digested on you in a year, you know, as you were going in the next year. So what was I thinking? I said, you weren't, but it's all right. Yeah. I thought I could do it. I thought I could do it. You warned me. But well, in a way, I'm, you know what? In a way, I'm glad I did it. I'm really glad because I knew the process the next year. And mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah. it, I, I, I am glad I did it that first year. And it just lit you know, a fire in it, my belly to come back and, and get in. So it was good. And, the whole, it was the a whole great process critique, right? has been good. I mean, you- it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was everything you said I could see and knew it. And mm-hmm. so there was no discouragement. Well, not me. There. Oh, I wasn't yeah, on to you. It, it was Scott <laughs> and Mark and those silversmith yeah. guys, not me. Exactly. Yeah. They were. Just horribly mean. <laughs> no, there. <laughs> no, you know. So I'm talking about the great Mark. The great Mark Drain is who you're referring to. Of course, mm-hmm. we need to get Mark on here. He'd be a. He'd be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, that would be good. And stories and the history. Uh, sorry, oh, Bo, man. we just forgot about you. We're thinking about Mark. But okay. yeah, but I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm the first and only member that's come up through the whole TCA education mm-hmm. system, from emerging artist to fellowship, and and got in. And and uh, but I, I think there's some people coming behind me. I think that are that are going to do it too. So it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. You know, I'm the emerging artist. I came in second twice. Hurt me bad. I really wanted that plaque to hang on the wall. But I ultimately reached my goal. And every time it lit a fire in me to get better and, and come back stronger. And and uh, that was a good process. Good process. Very thankful for all of it. We got him beaten on steel here, Kerry. It's a steel medallion that we're doing. And <laughs> stretching his abilities. So the, we got an inch and a quarter, inch and a half, inch and quarter, inch and a half concho medallion type of thing. Yeah. And uh, first day we do. Tap. Yeah, we're doing. <laughs> so he says, I, this is too dang small. I don't ever do anything this small. And then, so the first day is pattern transfer the whole day. And kicking all of our butts it's kind of a method that we've it's an old traditional method that is not familiar to any of us in the class and it's kicking all of our butts and then <laughs> then day two we get out the gravers you know we get to do some background removal and go edit <laughs> we're we're 30 minutes into the morning bo's done he done <laughs> carved metal <laughs> everywhere it's all over the place <laughs> looking at me like the hell's taking you so long? I was like, man, I'm going at it as hard and fast as I can. And I barely got a little bitty quarter of an inch deal done. I was like, oh, Lord. I, uh, yeah, I oh, flew, well. th- flew through that deal and I learned my lesson. I'm like, I should have done what Willie did because I have been sanding. I have <laughs> been taking out all my mistakes <laughs> the last two days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so- I learned my lesson. I'm not used to this stuff and inlay and, but man, it, I've, I've learned a lot and it's going to transfer over in my world. It, it is. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, we built tools and, you know, just little hints here and there. It's really going to help out in my world. So I'm glad I did it. Yeah. The first day I wanted to slip my wrist. I'm like, I can't even transfer a pattern. <laughs> On this thing, <laughs> he came over to my bench. Oh, he came over to my bench about four thirty on Monday, and he's like, "I'm done. I'm over it. This ain't this ain't good." And I said, "Hold on." <laughs> Smoke coming good. out of his ears. Oh, oh yeah, I was boiling hot. I mean, boiling hot. <laughs> I'm like, I just got through TCA season, and I'm putting myself through this. I can't even put a pattern on a freaking bottle cap here. It's horrible. <laughs> Horrible. So first, they had us. They had us. Uh, they had a drawing for us, and you put clear acetate down. I think it's something similar to what you guys do in the saddle world, Carrie. But you put clear acetate down over your drawing, and then we made a scribe, a, a special scribe that was pointed but bent down at a ninety degree angle so that you could drag it and and uh, you scratch it. You kind of yeah, scratch you scratched it. your okay. acetate, yep. and then you put ink in on it, and then flipped it over and burnished it onto the. We the medallion and was painted with flat white paint, you know, and 
way he went. Well, the first one Bo did, he scratched all the way through it. <laughs> and so his ink was coming out both sides of the deal. That didn't work. The next one, he was gun shy, so he just kind of rubbed it a little bit, and it wouldn't hold any ink either. <laughs> Oh, he was mad. I, well, I shouldn't make fun of him. In and I started burnishing it on there. And then he tells us, don't use those tools. It'll wreck it. <laughs> so my second pattern was totally wrecked because I yeah, he- took all the ripples out. And, uh, yeah. So the third and but, fourth wouldn't work, and I mean it was just a disaster of a day that we got to it. Tuesday was good, and and Bo and Troy, they're Troy Flayhardy's here with us, and they both were rocking and rolling and cutting that stuff out and looking all good. So we might have stopped by the liquor store coming in on Sunday and got us a little bottle of libation, you know. And so we celebrated on Tuesday and drank one big bottle of Pendleton. We had Sean Did Young is here with us. We're making new friends and uh, cer- certainly enjoying Sean's company. Not so much Wednesday because it, it was he joined in. Well, actually, I was thankful he was here to help with the bottle of Pendleton. Uh, Bo was the <laughs> instigator on the deal. He kept pouring these dang drinks. <laughs> kept drinking them. Mm. Wednesday They're blaming was, someone else. Well, yeah, I didn't. Forced I didn't <laughs> I did. I am because I didn't pour them. You poured them. I was sitting there minding my manners. <laughs> I was so stressed out. I didn't know what I was doing. But anyway, today was much well, better. I've gotten good. a little report on, on this. I've I've heard some of these stories already, and and uh, I'm thinking I should have come there to be a chaperone or something. <laughs> you you guys need a chaperone. You should have. You <laughs> guys have gone off the leash. And and look what happens. Sean showed hey. up, and things got things got crazy. He 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 reminds <laughs> me of Mark Drain. He looks like him. He kind of talks like him. He's all character. We've had a large time with Sean. He's downstairs <laughs> right now making comments, and that's why we, we're in this little. Uh, what are we in, Bo? An Airbnb house. And Airbnb, three of us yeah. are piled up in. Sean's all by himself over at La Quinta. He ha- he has new friends. So he- they're calling us the they're calling us the Texas crew. <laughs> 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 Me and Troy are the only Texans, but anyhow, he's not a real Texan. No, he, no, he's a transplant. He grew up in Pennsylvania. About that, really? What Troy on that these days? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a good it's time. Well, it's it, good. It, it it's a great process and condenser transfer a lot over it into my world and this is what wilson does so it's been a great help to him too i think him and troy mm-hmm. both so tell me about this instructor is he <clears throat> yeah, he's a protege of winston churchill right who recently passed away recently passed but but uh damien's from australia and uh definitely has spent some time with winston but was an extremely accomplished engraver before he met Winston, I feel like, um, after getting to talk to him here and all that. And didn't he say, Bo, that he has a had a race car engineering company or something? He yep. built race cars in Australia. Mm-hmm. He built race cars too. And uh, so he has some fabrication in him and all that. But, man, the attention, the detail, and and will not take the next step until this step is right. And 
and can take metal and move it and push it in places that like he made a mistake today. Of course, speaks with a with an Australian accent, and he said, "I made a huge blunder and and uh, took a took a line and just scooted it over today, right in front of us." And I was like, "And you cannot tell that he he said there's metal everywhere here." He said, "This is really thick. We'll just take this metal and push it over here with punches and flatten it all out." It's crazy, but uh, just a huge amount of detail and and um, a great guy. He, I doesn't doesn't teach a lot but four days into this deal he's getting a lot more comfortable with us and of mm-hmm. course we're making him hopefully feel oh, comfortable. Yeah. so this is yeah. an invitation only kind of thing right is that what i understood not invitation but application they accepted applications oh, okay. from all over um and accepted 12 in the class 12 yeah mm-hmm. there's every kind of background you can imagine from X tattoo guys to it's on it, yeah. it, it's quite a conglomeration of folks but Western. all very nice people we, we really do have a great class yeah that's awesome we got three ladies in there and then and then uh Bo Troy and Sean and I uh, kind of representing the western culture and I'm really excited to see that and and Damien he he thinks that's really cool too because since he is a fabrication guy with the race cars and all he said i'm really interested to talk to y'all about the, what y'all what y'all create and all that he's very interested yeah so, yeah nice guy it's cool i was th- i went into this deal thinking an inch and quarter concho this ain't gonna take two hours <laughs> we'll be done but <laughs> still well, that's what i thought that's what <laughs> i thought working out yeah so I thought the second day, so, I'm like, I got it carved out. Wilson, you haven't carved one leaf out. What the heck? Well, I realized real quick yeah. I, I dumbed up. So he's yeah. got relief going in this in this medallion, and it goes from no relief at the top to a relief of about ten thousandths down on the sides, and the gold's going to wrap around. And so the leaves are going to stick up, and then you're going to have relief, and and then and the gold down below all that and so uh it's quite taxing to my brain but that means all the metal is is going to be cut and butchered at at some point except for the very center but it's all got to blend together and he's putting a a polished putting a polished surface on it so it looks like you soldered the uh the the scroll the leaves to the top of it and he's built these little scrapers that we're using to so you take flat chisels and you excavate the material off and then take these these scrapers and you go in there and smooth it all out. And uh, I got done today with my everything. And, and so I started scraping. We build these little scrapers and, man, they're way cool. It's just, they're odd. Never seen anything like it. And scraping the background and kind of get it smoothed out. And then I said, well, shoot, that's probably good enough. I'll just get me a polishing stone. They got polishing stones for it. So I went to smoothing it all out. I hadn't knocked myself down, patting myself on the back, but I was sure enough pretty proud of myself at what I'd got done. Went over there and showed him, and long story short, he said I should be done tomorrow at noon with my scrapers. I was a little bit ahead of myself. That stuff needed to be a lot smoother, and I'm like, oh, nuts. But it's awesome. I mean, and now that I see it, I didn't know how to fix it. He said, no, here's how you do it. And so I'm like, oh, wow. It's just cool. And just scraping, just pulling, rubbing back and forth, smoothing it out. Yeah, they're pretty amazing little tool. Yeah. Uh, 
not fast. So you guys are going to add some tools to your armamentarium. Yes. You make yeah, some tools. And... Yeah. Yeah. We got these little files that he's made, and they're not. I mean, hey, a sixteenth of an inch wide bow at the most, and may, yep. maybe three thirty seconds long or something. Mm-hmm. And he made them little files. It's crazy. Crazy cool. And I've he's going to teach us how to do all that. We said, oh, I've been filing like a crazy man for two days. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get everything back even. But I think I'm getting there. You know, you stare through your microscope at that little deal and you think the cuts you made are like the Grand Canyon. And you pull away and you actually look at your piece and I'm like, I can barely see it with my naked eye. It's, it's pretty unreal. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not used, I mean, I don't use a scope a whole lot, some of my rings and stuff, but it's not an everyday process for me. So, yeah, just trying to we'll get, get used converted. to it and, and working under it. And, but, no, it's good. It's good, and I'm going to start using my scope more, I think, I'm gonna, for bigger I'm, stuff. I'm pushing on him, Schwartzy. Yes, Would you say, Willie? I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna start pushing on him to use it more because it, it's crazy oh, what cool. you can see with the thing. Yeah, you know it's it's really interesting here. You guys are, you know, so kind of generally considered top of the food chain in your field, and yet you're you're willing to take a take take a beating in a class from a guy who's really really handy and doing stuff that you've never seen before tools you've never seen before that's cool well it's it's an experience i mean i always tell everybody i'm a part-time engraver and i am i only engrave what i make but i I, so i do all those other things and a bit sperm maker there's um so many other tasks other than just engraving so to come up here and, and to 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 take one of the top engravers of the world and and get into his inner workings has just been it's awesome it's career changing i did it with sam alfano did it with elaine levenberg who's from from belgium and now to do this it's just awesome and sean's mentioned something today that was really cool sean came over did young and he came over to the bench and he said i've, I've had an aha moment i said what's that and uh, long story short he said this is all up to me. He said, it's on me. If I'm going to do this and take this, it's on me. If I get a critique of how to be better and, and, um, and actually doing something with it and learning from this class, it's all up to us. And this guy pulled his britches on the way we did. He's an incredible guy. His drawings, which I want to talk to you about here in a minute, Carrie, they start out just looking like ours, but he refuses to stop. And and analyzes everything until it's perfect. He will not stop until it's perfect, and and he'll call you out on it. And and he's like, yeah, you know, you can stop where you want to, but it doesn't look like mine. And and uh, that's what Sean was talking about today. That was really fun and to hear and see and have a discussion about. Is like this. This is on us, right? This is this is up to us to improve. And and uh, you can get your feelings hurt with a critique, or you can take what the critique says and do something with it. So. Is really cool, but yeah. So the drawing that we that I mentioned a while ago, um, Sean had him over there and was real curious about the the creative aspect of, of how he came up with the design and trying to get into the inner workings and 
uh, of the brain. And, and he said, man, uh, uh, Damien says, I can't draw. I'm not very good at all that, but he does full basic oil paintings really of every project he does to show his customers and get it all lined out. He does an extreme amount of planning. Like he'll spend two weeks on a drawing on a project. And uh, so he started sit down on his drawing and, and uh, laying out some, Sean just drew a, a border there on their, I guess, uh, Damien did drew a border on the paper and it started to fill it up. And it was your construction lines. Like I've never seen before. I mean, it was to a T and just, <laughs> Started with his flow, filled his entire space that he was going to design on. And he said, yeah, I could probably do a leaf here and do a leaf here. And and just started to develop the whole thing all over the place, real rough, real coarse. Matter of fact, ugly. But just kept playing with it. And, of course, we were there for five or ten minutes, so it wasn't fully developed. But, again, the whole thing was laid out. He knew his flow. He knew his proportions. And then he could have just gone on and on. And we we've talked an awful lot about that design process of saying something. Yeah. That <clears throat> the importance of the construction line, I, I can't overstate that. It's just, I need to, I got to come up with a little, little presentation for an Idaho saddle makers uh, gathering. We got coming up here in early September and I opened my mouth at the wrong time and, so I'm on the docket for some stuff like that. So we're going to talk about filling dedicated space, but you, you're you're talking about construction lines and stuff like that, and how you saw some commonality with mm-hmm. what this guy was doing and what I've been doing, and makes me think maybe I better throw some of that in there too. So to me, to me, that is that is crucial information that's the beginning stages that's kindergarten right and and uh watching him do that i was i was like yeah which we we both do that bo does it some too you know i mean you're along along the same lines you get it all laid out and then you go to working on it it's yeah it just simplifies things immensely yeah and the eraser is your best friend it doesn't matter what level you're at it might be ugly, mm-hmm. but you just keep going at it. Erase, yep. redraw. And I think so many people get turned off by that because they can't do it their first time. Heck, none of us can do it the first time. Just keep drawing. Erase. Keep going. No. No, all these big-time guys that I see doing the drawings, uh, uh, we all see the finished drawings, and you're like, holy mackerel, like, that's just crazy cool. And but being around Sam Alfano and I was in Louisiana with him and and uh, and then Elaine Lovenberg when I was here in, in seventeen and now here with Damien, it starts out just like ours. I just we just quit. I quit a lot sooner than they do. Is what it boils down to. They just keep going and building and, yeah. and refining until it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, well. But I, well, that's you know, what, what it's I, all about. It's go ahead, Bo. No, I, all I was going to say is, um, you know, you just you just never stop learning. <laughs> you know, we're we're here. I, when I got mm-hmm. in the TCA, um, right after I got in the TCA, Scott and Wilson did an engraving school. Shoot, I signed up. I signed up. I got in the TCA, but I still wanted to go learn and 
And it, that's just the journey, you know, through all of this. Don't ever think you arrived because you never stop learning. There's, I, I, tell, I tell students all the time, it doesn't matter whose shop you go to. It doesn't matter if they do, if they're not on your level or not. I think every shop you go into, you can learn something. You can pick something up from somebody the way they do something. And so just always, always keep learning. Look for those opportunities. And that's key. That's key in our business. It it becomes second nature. I think you just, it just becomes a part of your, like a part of your DNA. You just, you can't help it. And then it, for the three of us, it, it actually becomes an addiction. <laughs> it's terrible. You can't imagine life without it. Really? No, I just sitting over there vibrating in my chair, looking at the scrapers and learning how to build these tools and everything. It's like, man, that's just the coolest stuff ever to me. It fires me up. Fires me up. That's the way it was. So many experiences I've had. We went when Pedro and I went to France and and uh, spent time with Jean Luc Parizeau and and went to a tannery there. And Adam Jael, my photographer friend, was with us. And and uh, so we step inside this old school, old world tannery. And and I, like you say, I was just vibrating. I was just soaking everything up, man. This is just this is heaven. This is just yeah. like heaven. And, and, uh, Adam says, what, so what's going on? <laughs> you know, to the, anybody else it's just, oh yeah, that's cool. But, uh, right. when you, when you kind of ate, drank and slept it for most of your adult life, then it, it becomes a part of you and the whole learning journey just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. It just keeps yeah. rocking. So, I'll just add this. When I first went to Wilson's that first time, when I went to Midland, and, uh, you know, I got to see what he was doing, and I learned a little about the TCA. Man, it just lit a fire under me. And then I think at Mesa, TCA had a booth in Mesa, and Wilson and Scott were there. And I met Scott, and he said, hey, I would brought a bracelet, I think, that I built. And Scott goes, hey, can I give you a little critique? I said, absolutely. You know, but I was so hungry at that time, you know, getting to meet these guys and figuring out who they were. And I'd seen Scott's stuff on, on uh, you know, the internet and stuff here and there. And, um, you know, it's just been the people that I've gotten to meet, I've been very blessed getting to meet Wilson and then Scott and then, and then Mark and, and you, Carrie, as well. I mean, you guys are master designers and, uh, you know, it's just been just an incredible journey for me. But every time I got to meet one of these guys or go hang out with them, I never thought I'd ever get to meet them. Um, you know, that was my helpful. Maybe I'll get to meet these guys someday. And now I can call you all friends. And uh, it's just been it's just been a great journey. And, you know, just from the beginning, it just lit a fire because I was so hungry to be able to talk to somebody about about this work and what I needed to do to get better. And I'm sure I took a couple things to Wilson that first time, and I'm sure he's like, man, this dude needs a lot of help. <laughs> this guy needs a lot of help. But, <laughs> but, I, I, but I was so thankful for the, for the help and, and just being able to call him up anytime. And, and uh, I, you know, I just can't thank everybody enough because 
because I dang sure wouldn't be to this point without him. So, and I hope to pass that on. Yeah, hope to pass journey, that on. Journey just got started, right? Journey just, just got started. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Schwartz, are you building anything cool? Now that TCA's projects are wrapped uh, up. Shipped off a batch of knife sheaths to TJ today and finished up a belt for David. And, uh, and oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, you just you told the world. I, Ernie, Ernie Marsh Parish Spurs, I, I'm making a, for another, for a mutual customers of all of ours here. Uh, cool. So I got a pair of spur straps and buckaroo kind of spurs that Ernie made and and uh started experimenting around it. There's I'm I'm not a spur leather maker, okay? So right. so <laughs> don't, learning that don't. uh swinging buttons and and non swinging buttons and sizing yeah. and all that stuff and I I spent part of the afternoon taking off a really pretty two inch concho Ernie made off of these spur leathers and throwing them away and start over. Oh, damn. So. It's <laughs> not, not what so, you want. Learning experience, huh? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm at a place where, oh, I, I suppose it's a little bit of frustration, but you know, it'd be nice if I'd have slam dunked them and that was it. But, uh, I'm going to learn something here and next time it'll it'll be right we'll get them cut out and get them going and whatnot so yeah it's like a quarterback in a game you throw two or three interceptions what are you going to do you right. have to get your head around it process it learn from it and then forget get some amnesia and move on yeah, not what hap- not what happens to you is how is how you recover from those That's things right. that do happen to you. Where you go? Yeah, <laughs> Bo's yeah. Googling. Well, I it was such a uh, such a crazy TCA season, and uh, you know, working in the horse trailer and getting stuff in right right when I needed to. I was a little late, and then Willie goes, "Hey." Let's take the master's class. It'll be a lot of fun. Gosh, dang. I still got the same stress I <laughs> had at TCA. I'm like, I just wanted to sit back in my recliner for a few days, and that has not happened at all. <laughs> not at all. I blame him. No. This for all of this. Not been a vacation. So not on, a on vacation. Tuesday, in the middle of the Pendleton bottle, Bo said, I told Bo that the sculpting was the hard part for me. Like it, it's hard for me to see in three dimension and the anatomy of the leaves and all. And I mean, I know the anatomy of a leaf, but it's all, it's just, it's hard for me. The inner contours of a design are, are hard for me to see. Oh, Bo said, Willie, that ain't nothing. He said, I'll be done in 10 minutes with this dang sculpting. Well, we're going to start sculpting tomorrow. So Sean said he was going to kick his butt if he was done in 10 minutes. He wasn't going to be his friend. I can't wait to see, I can't I might wait to see what Bo does. I might be bloody by tomorrow. They might all but pile on. You have on done me. a lot of sculpting. You have done a lot of sculpting, Bo, and, and um, like your, your beer stein this year and your longhorn head. And I mean, you've done it quite a bit. So 
I won't be surprised if you do do good. Yeah, I haven't done it on a bottle cap, though, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bo, you, mention- you, you've been doing some teaching. You've been hosting some fellowship recipients, and you got a big class coming up here in October, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had Miss Amy Raymond this summer. Um, had a great time, and I think she's coming back in September, and then uh, I'll be doing a sculpting class, in fact, at, at our show in October. So looking forward to that, do some figure sculpting. and How many are you taking in the class? Oh, I think seven or eight total. So, And then, there, then if you're interested in or, or first – Tell us what the project is. Yeah, so I'm going to let you choose if you want to do a horse head or steer head. But we'll start from an initial drawing process. And then we'll put it down and everybody will cut them out and then, you know, get to work. You know, Out of silver? In, in silver, yep. Engrave your lines in there and then start cutting them down. I like to use my flat a lot to start shaping horns and, and the head. and. So we'll just go through that whole process from start to finish. Cool. So it should be should and be fun. They sign up at the museum, Oklahoma City. Yep, yep. Call the museum, OKC at the National Cowboy, and they can get you set up. They've got actually right now, maybe for the next couple of days, they have some early bird pricing. Um, you can get in on, and uh, no, it ought to be fun. It'll be a good time. That would be cool. I should probably do that too. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Then you get out of you the should, meeting. You wouldn't have to go to the meetings. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what? Schwartzy just had the best sales line of any I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the meeting. I could go hang out with <laughs> you. <laughs> mm-hmm. huh. All right. Well, I'm excited about our show. I'm excited to. I'm excited to see everybody, excited to see the pieces and what's happened. It's always a, a good time of year. Stressful. Can't well it's not it's not stressful for me. August first was a stress, but now it's what it is, it is. To go have fun. So what we fun. hear there's fifty six pieces. Speaking of the show, fifty six mm-hmm. pieces, isn't that what I heard? Uh total. Mm-hmm. So so Last year, we started allowing what we call encore pieces. So those are pieces from past shows that have not sold. Uh, we can choose to have, what, one or two of those? One. One, one. of those. And mm-hmm. uh, so that that helps our numbers a little bit. And then I think we've announced before, we've got uh, our two fellowship recipients are allowed to bring a piece each. And that those pieces will be for sale. So we've got Amy Raymond and Brian Seifert. So they're each going to be there and have a spectacular piece uh, to offer. And it'll be in the catalog, too. So yeah. we opened a playbook on things this year. So it's yeah, going to awesome. be exciting. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for, for Brian and, and uh, Amy to have pieces in there. I think that's way cool. Yep. It is cool. Mm-hmm. It is cool. It'll be fun to have them there. I know they've worked very hard, both of them, and work has definitely improved, and it'll be fun for them to fill it off. I got Brian showing up here in a few days, and uh, we'll be spending a few days with him here in the shop, and 
and him along with uh, another fellowship recipient, but he's with the Idaho Commission on the Arts. So we've got a pretty pretty vigorous art folk arts program here in this state. Probably as good, if not better, than any other state that I know of. And uh, so, so yeah, excited to have both of those individuals, Jeff Lincoln from here in Idaho, and then Brian is from uh, Powell, Wyoming. So hmm. um, he'd be another good one we could have on the podcast at some point. We had Amy, so. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We, yeah, had, cool. we had Larry, too. Larry and Jill, they're all going to be fellows. They're the two next year's fellowships, Larry and Jill are. Yep. Two good candidates. Be fun. For sure. Well, life is life is good. We uh we're gonna we're gonna try to talk Troy into it next week, Carrie. We'll pile up here in the house again and see if we can't get cool. Troy going. If we get Sean in the background, I guarantee it'll be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> my, my belly's been hurting for two days. He said He said did you so, When's the last day? When are you finishing I, up? A week from tomorrow, Friday. So we'll Friday put, we'll the twenty fifth, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And they don't give yeah. you guys much of a break either, are they? No, we got stuff going. So tomorrow they got a deal for an evening deal for us, dinner type of thing to go to, and then uh Saturday from nine to nine to three or something. I don't know. Yeah, nine there's there's stuff going all day Saturday too, and they got engravers that have attended this and um mastered the some of the past grandmasters coming and so it's just it's a big social and kinda show your wares and, and uh you know, it's just kind of a big meet and greet type of deal and all day and they'll have people in and out of there at Glendo G R S so uh, that's a big yeah, deal. I told Sunday's Wilson the same way. Yeah, I told Wilson this morning, could we just sleep in just a little bit longer? Yeah, we've been getting up at five o'clock. And cooking You're killing breakfast. us off. Killing us off here. I'll tell you what. After Tuesday night's activities, we didn't get up at no five o'clock. <laughs> hmm. So, then, it's either one of you ever been to GRS before? Have you well, been I, the, I was here in seventeen for the Grandmasters that Elaine Levenberg did. Okay. Yeah. No, first time for me. Nice facility. Very nice. Yeah, it's it's very nice. They have yeah. three big classrooms, and so there's another class of twelve going on that uh, another man is teaching. Jason Marichava, is that how you say his last name? I, I believe so. Know that he's one hell of an engraver too. Um, but um, there's twelve Master over there Jewelry. in that class. Yeah, Master Julie. They're 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 doing a whole bunch of engraving, sculpting, gold inlay, and stone setting of some sort. I don't. It is. It's a big project. No, sometimes it's really cool. The, of course, I you know how I can't keep my damn mouth shut, and and we came in Saturday morning. I my nose was tingling, right? I didn't feel real good, and I was giggling at myself. And when I had an exposed, it was about mid afternoon Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, Josh, the head sales guy, he 
brought us a bottle of TX in and said, I didn't want you boys running out and plopped it down the left giggling. And I thought, good gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. Thanks, Josh. We had a little bit a while ago, speaking of which. Good. Yeah. Let me have to. <clears throat> you guys are making me. Hey, I have a hankering for a little little Pendleton here one of these days. I haven't had some of that in a while. I don't. I, I'm, I, I'm not tough like you guys. I can't do that. No, I'm not tough. it wasn't tough. We didn't want to be <laughs> tough. We just were obligated, so we had to get up and go. You weren't tough. You were foolish. 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 You needed exactly a chaperone. Right. Exactly right. Foolishness. <laughs> oh, well. It was fun. We had a good story out of it, and everybody giggled. So, life is good. Well, do we uh, put a ribbon on this little booger? And yeah, absolutely. So, been great having you, Bo, and uh, great thanks for having me. Great Christian family man, and we've really enjoyed having you in the group. And uh, so, hope Thank you guys. You. Have a lot more fun, but not too much fun, all right? And we'll, well circle we'll... back in a week, see if we can Where'd... get Troy. Go go watch yesterday's uh, workshop Wednesday and see how lively him and Bo were. Oh, I saw it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willie just put a game yeah. face on is all he did. He wasn't that lively. <laughs> <laughs> He just Work did it for the video. <laughs> yeah, uh, then it was downhill from wouldn't... there. It looked to me like he they did didn't it know without, that... he did it with no warning too. Like, hey guys, here we are. Yeah, <laughs> and they both looked at me like you're not serious. It's like a Martian <laughs> just landed in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah, good times. We're having well, fun, and thanks for having me on. I sure appreciate it. All right. So, well, you guys you take care. Talk soon.